There are so many projects that I want to write. There are so many projects I want to do. There are so many books I want to read. There are so many shows that I want to watch. There are so many movies that I just really want to see. There's so much music I want to listen to. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, creativity is at an all-time high because it's easier for us to have access to the market. And since it's easier for us creatives to have access to the market, it's overwhelming for the consumer. And so here I am finding myself lost in between everything I want to write and everything I want to enjoy. And I thought, other people are probably going through this too. So why not talk about it on today's episode of Project Shadow? Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer and apparently romance writer, C.E. Dorset. And yeah, today we're going to be talking about both, well, creative overwhelm and overload from both sides, from having so much that you want to put out in the world and so much you want to consume. Because I didn't even mention the podcasts I'm listening to or, oh my goodness, so many other things. It's crazy right now. But before we get into all that, if you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other. And after all, that's why I do this in the first place. Yeah, if you couldn't tell from yesterday's episode that I'm feeling just a little bit overwhelmed right now, then... Yay, I I was able to keep it in check, but I don't think that I was. Everything's just crazy right now because uh, with all of the different streaming services that exist right now that we have access to, and all of the movies that have been coming out, and all the books, like I have a back catalog of books that I want to get through, like you probably are quite familiar with, because I think all of us have that back catalog of books that we want to get through. And yeah, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. And I'm currently in the process of developing three different novel series. And I have one additional one that is in the realm of edits. And it's a lot. It's a lot. And I do a daily podcast on top of it. I started blogging over at dashpunk.com again. So I don't know how Often I'm going to be doing that, but I really did enjoy it. So if I can find time to fit that into my schedule and into my life, that's probably going to be a thing I'm doing more of again. Man, everything's gone wild. Everything's gone crazy. And it's a great thing. And I want to make sure I stress that up front. The reason I think a lot of us feel so overwhelmed right now is on, on the content consumption side of things, there's so many places that we can get content from. From Disney+, Plus, which has a lot of old movies and TV shows that I would love to rewatch, to all the stuff that's happening over on HBO, 
to all the stuff happening over on Netflix, to I mean, just on and on and on. You have your Amazon Prime series. You have, for me, I've got Apple TV Plus, which has put out a lot of good shows that I've really enjoyed. It's all so And to be quite honest about it, I have kind of adopted the Marie Kondo method of knowing what I want to do on a particular day, on a particular evening. I pick it up, I hold it in my arms, and I say, does this bring me joy? If the answer is yes, well, it goes on top of the stack with all the other things that I think will bring me joy, and then I agonize for hours and hours and hours over which this is the thing that I actually want to do. Now, there actually is a method to my madness. And that Marie Kondo method is a big part of it. What do I think will bring me joy now? What do I think I will most enjoy now? Sometimes that's watching a new series. Sometimes it's watching an old series. Sometimes it's listening to a podcast. Sometimes it's listening to an audiobook. And finding ways to fit those different modes of entertainment into my day when I realize how I can batch some of this. Some of the work that I do is fairly uh, routine. And so when I would often have music, I, that, that's perfect for me to have music on in the background or a podcast or an audiobook. And so I do that. But the hardest thing has actually been deciding where to start. And that, for me, is where I've started boiling down what it is that I really want out of my entertainment. What is it that I really want out of my media? And I, I must admit, this is really starting to affect the way I'm thinking about the stories that I'm working on going forward. Especially since one of the series just got a name. I finally got a name. At least for book one. But I, it's moving forward. And I think I have a main character who's half-named. I, I know her first name. Uh, anyway. <laughs> really trying to figure out what it is that will be recuperative. What is it that will give me, that will restore me, that will give me the strength to go forward, to move forward, to continue doing the things that I want to do? Because there are some shows that I want to watch that are sad, and I, haven't, I still haven't watched Toy Story 4 because I know it's a Pixar film and it will make me cry, and my life has been good enough about that without having to have entertainment to do it. So I've put that on the back burner because eventually I'm going to look at myself and go, Charlie, you're a little emotionally constipated right now. You need to cry. You need to just let it all out. You just need to have a good cleansing weep and you'll feel better. And at that point, I'll watch Toy Story 4 and it'll probably make me cry because it's a Pixar movie and every Pixar movie has that moment. You know what I'm talking about? It has that moment where it just stabs you right in the heart and, and just makes the waterworks flow. So that's really easy for me. I, I don't want to cry right now. So that goes on the side. I don't want to be scared right now. I've got enough scary in my life. I live surrounded by a bunch of Trump supporters and they're getting a little terrifying right now. So I don't need to be scared. I've got that. That's covered. So I can take all the horror 
stuff that I'm interested in, and I can put that over to the side, because I don't need it. I do need happy, so comedies, comedies rise right up to the top. If you look funny, if you look like you're going to make me smile, oh, you're right at the top of my list. And that's what makes the priority so important. Realizing what shows make you happy, what shows make you sad, what shows purge emotion from you. And you may not know that going in, but you can kind of intuit from genre. Like, I know that if I just need to relax, if I can put on either an epic fantasy series or a spooky fantasy series, particularly one that's got a good romantic through line, like uh, Old School Charmed or The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, I can just relax and unwind. It's like having a glass of wine without having to have the calories. It's just relaxing for me. And I know that. And so that need that I have helps to inform what it is that I want to do. I know that listening to music, almost always, no matter what kind of music I'm listening to, is good for catharsis of certain emotions, you know, just releasing them, getting them out, or getting amped up to do something. So if I'm not wanting to get amped up, if I'm wanting to relax, music probably isn't the way for me to go. So what you need to do is sit back and start cataloging your emotions when you're participating in various kinds of media and various genres of media and see how they actually make you feel. And you'll start to see trends. And once you've seen those trends, then you can ask yourself, what is it that I want to do? And then go for it. And some of this gets really easy. If my husband and I are hanging out and doing something, then there are a certain class of audiobooks that are off the table because they're the kind of books he doesn't like to listen to. He doesn't like to listen to my romance books that I listen that I've been listening to with Audible Escape. As I'm trying to get a better sense of what the modern novel, romance novel looks like, he's not interested in any of that. So that's not on the table. The historical books that I listen to, he's not interested in that. So I can put that on the shelf because the situation requires it. So once you start categorizing in this way, then all you have to kind of do is when it comes time to do something, ask yourself, what am I wanting right now? Do I want to feel happy, sad, just relax and chill? What am I wanting? Now, what in that stack has the highest likelihood of me getting that emotional out, outpouring, that emotional release that I'm looking for. And there you go. And it makes this process go so much quicker. So definitely try it out and let me know if it works for you. Writing, on the other hand, has been a real problem. <laughs> the creative overwhelm I'm feeling on the other side isn't solved quite as easily because while I can do that same genre thing as far as what I'm wanting, because the writing process for me is much more akin to watching something because I'm not editing. I'm not thinking about it. I'm just experiencing it and putting it down and I really do enjoy it, but I'm not in writing mode right now. I'm in development mode and development is much trickier because that's about finding 
where your curiosity is, where your fascination is. John, I don't know if it's Bonnet or Benet, it could be pronounced either way, never heard it pronounced out loud, in his wonderful book, Stealing Fire from the Gods, makes a very good point that what we writers need to do is follow our fascinations. What is it that's just captured us that we can't let go of? And unfortunately, right now, I have a lot of contradictory fascinations, which is why I'm currently in development for several different series. Because I'm not really drawn entirely to one over the others. I have moments, I have days, I have various times when I want to do one project over another, and learning to recognize that and letting myself project hop in the development is important. Because once development is done, once I have an idea of the characters and the setting and the story, and the writing begins, I'm locked in. Because I know for a fact that I need to write a story from start to finish if I stop if I switch projects in the middle, I will never get that story done. You may be different, and if you are, hallelujah and bless you. That is a wonderful thing, and I wish I could do it, but I can't. I've tried over the years. So I have to lock in. And so the three projects that I'm working on are three stories that I really want to tell. There's three ideas that do fascinate me for very different reasons, which is why there are three very different projects. And I've been moving back and forth and back and forth, working a little bit here and a little bit there, and trying to get it all worked out to the point where I'm ready to get one of them started. One of them just moving forward in a way that really helps me get to where I'm wanting to be. Hmm. But it doesn't help. It's not helping right now. And this has been a real problem. And part of this is because of my diet. And I, I don't mean like the food I'm eating. I'm talking about the media I'm consuming. See, one of the stories that I'm working on, I'm working on two space operas and one, I would say, urban fantasy romance. And dark urban fantasy romance, gothic urban fantasy romance. Um, and the reason I'm working on two different sci-fi series is I have one idea that's kind of more military sci-fi and one that's not. And so I'm kind of playing both against each other. And the military sci-fi one, I was kind of hoping I could shelve because Star Trek Picard is going on. And, well, while I really enjoy it, while it has really meant something to me. I, I really do like Star Trek Picard, which you can tell because I'm dedicating one episode a week to it. It isn't captivating me in the way that I want, because it's not a military sci-fi show, and I think that's very brave to do a Star Trek that isn't. But it's not scratching that itch. And I don't think Discovery will when Discovery starts up either, because it historically has not... Seasons I've watched so far has not done that for me, so I don't expect it to do it either. But coming up with the idea and getting it developed to a point where I feel that it's ready to be written is a lot harder. That's why I'm excited that I finally came up with a name for it today. 
I had a name for the series, but I wanted a name for the book, at least a working title for the book. And I do this a lot. It's one of the reasons why most of my books, the chapters have titles. They're working titles that I came up with as I was doing the chapters as a focus mechanism to keep me on track and get the story told that I wanted to tell. So having a name, even if it's not the one that sticks to the end, I now have a focus. I have an idea, a better idea, an image in my head that I can move forward on as I'm developing the characters and the world and the setting and everything that's going to go into this particular story. But there's so much there <laughs> that needs to be developed. And that's true for all of them. For the romantic one, I'm really spending probably more time than I should looking at the characters because the one thing that I am learning about contemporary romance is that I find a lot of the characters not as uh, fully realized <clears throat> as I would like them to be. They're not as three-dimensional as I want. And I like reading genre romance, and that's also problematic for me because at least the stories I've been reading, they're, they're, there's an interesting story paralleling the romance, but we're not getting much time with it, and it feels less than it should be. And I, I don't want to do that in my own work. So it's very important for me in my own ideation process, in my own development process, to make sure that I'm coming up with everything that I need. Everything that I want the story to be, were it a story that I was just reading. And that process takes time. And the biggest problem for me in all of this is, like, if I want to stay in a good, calm, peaceful place, I need to be writing almost every day. That is what brings me my zen, that's what brings me my peace, that's what brings me my happiness. And being lost in this world of development, for as long as I have been, it really scares me that I'm falling back into my old habits, and I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I want to get writing again as soon as possible. So, while not fast-tracking any one idea, I'm trying to follow the fascinations where they're leading and get get the stories done that feel like they can get done. Yeah, there's a lot going on. And of course, the time that I have to work is being... Because I'm doing the audiobooks for the romance novels, that's fighting for time with my work, because I don't have time to do that when I'm doing stuff with my husband at the end of the day. And it is technically work, though it is hard to justify <laughs> sitting down and listening to a novel as work. Though, if you guys want me to, I will definitely review them on the show. I'm thinking about doing it right now. I'm currently reading How to, Tra How to Date Your Dragon, which I have to say I've been having a lot of fun with. I have a few issues with it, but for the most part, I've really been enjoying it. So... If you want to, it's a very short read. It's just taking me forever to get through it. It's by uh, Molly Harper. So if you would like my thoughts on that, I probably will be sharing them when I get to that point. But as for now, I just, I don't know. <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. My work, some of it is trying to figure out 
what's the aesthetic I'm going for, because while I'm not necessarily going to be doing artwork for all of the ships in the sci-fi setting, well, are they all basically flying saucers? Are they animal-like? What what do they look like? Are they just rocket ships? Or are they... What, what? I need to have an idea of the aesthetic. And all of that's just fighting in my head right now. But at least when it comes to what I want to watch, I know how to prioritize that. And I hope I hope some of this has helped you. I really do. <laughs> Tomorrow, we are going to be talking much more in detail about how to develop an idea for Fiction Friday. So hopefully you enjoy that. If you did like this episode and you haven't rated it already, please do so. It really helps out a lot. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, down in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. If you'd rather hit me up on social media, I am C. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can find a link to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. If you've got a dollar, you can pass my way. In this same show notes, you'll find a link to both listener support and my Patreon. As little as a dollar a month really does go a long way in helping me keep the lights on, paying for software, and everything that I have to do to keep this business up and running. And to keep me up and running. Oh my goodness. Thank you to everybody who already does that. You, you mean the world to me. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, that's okay. But if you know anybody that you think would like any of the work that I do, please share it with them. That helps out immensely as well. Alrighty. I guess that's it. Feels like that's it. Um, until next time, don't forget to have the fun. Bye.